0: Welcome to What's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about Letitia Stouck. There's a little bit of truth to Letitia's lies. So I'm going to go back to her interviews with Crime Online and also a statement that she made with a different reporter. It's interesting now that we have the information that we do from the affidavit to go back and look at what's true and what's not. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. Click the like button if you do support this video and share this video out where you can. With that being said, let's get into it. So today I'm going to do a mini deep dive in those interviews and that statement like I mentioned and show you what's truth and what I believe isn't. So in the first Crime Online article, it says, Stoke last saw Gannon on January 27th at some point between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. at their Lorsen Ranch home off of Mandon Drive near Colorado Springs. And so she's saying she saw him between 3 and 4 p.m. But now that we know the affidavit, It would have been between 3 p.m. and 3.11 p.m. really, because Lena was home, and Lena didn't start riding her bike until 3.28 p.m., which would give her either 20 minutes inside or 20 minutes outside. We're not sure if she actually did come in. We do know that Leticia said she needed to go ride her bike. Then it says neighbor Roderick Drayton provided home security footage to Fox 31 Denver that showed Gannon leaving home with his stepmother in a red Nissan frontier truck at around 10:20 a.m. Drake reportedly said the security footage was from January 27th. Now, Roderick told reporters that he went through this footage 30 times. Plus, he also reviewed it with the FBI. Andy said he stayed up half the night going through this footage. Now back to the article. Tisha Stoke returned home in the truck the same day at around 2.20 p.m., Drayton said. He added that Tisha Stoke returned home alone without Gannon. Now, it says that Leticia denied the allegation that she came home alone. The article says, Stoke told Crime Online that Gannon was with her when she arrived back home and that as he exited the truck, he was holding a white bag in his hand. Now, before it didn't make sense to me, but now it does. This is the clip she wants you to believe that was the 2 p.m. video or 2.20 p.m. video, not the other one. This was actually taken on Sunday, and Roderick knows it's the Sunday, and Letitia is trying to dispute it. So in the article it says, Stoke theorized that Drayton may have provided the incorrect date, of the surveillance footage since her teen daughter arrived home on January 27th at around 4 38 p.m. and parked in the same spot her truck was spotted in on security footage now it's correct that Harley came home at around 4 38 p.m. we know that because it's in the affidavit so kudos for Letitia for getting something right the question is why Doesn't she want that to be true of that truck being in that driveway? Why? Is it true because he didn't come home in that afternoon with her? Is it that she didn't want the truck to be the truth to back up because she did something after that? There's a reason why she wants to say that Roderick, and I quote, provided the incorrect date of the surveillance footage. But here's a little info snack for you. Roderick Drayton saw Letitia the next day on the 28th at her home. And he says to her, Hey, Letitia, I have video surveillance that shows your property. Would you like to see it? And you know what the answer was? She said, no also notable was roderick and his wife tamika reported that she was smiling at the time too tamika said it was like she was at a barbecue happy chatty because that was the tuesday the day after gannon was reported missing and the neighborhood had gathered around helping out and leticia was mingling like there was nothing wrong I'll leave the link below if you want to watch that interview. Uh-oh, Letitia. Looks like you have zero points and one for Gannon. And she's seen with this behavior, I believe they said around 25 hours after she saw him last. Now, back to the article. Letitia stated we both couldn't have parked there. Meaning Harley's car and the truck. Something is not right. I even helped Lena get the bike out of the garage and then her and Harley went to Dollar Tree. Truck was on the road then. Wait a minute, Leticia. You helped Lena get the bike out of the garage? Was that before or after you were assaulted by Eduardo? Uh, I mean Quincy. Uh, I mean... Because according to the Eduardo story, you were being sexually assaulted by him, took a time out, ran up the stairs, opened the door and told Lena to go play on her bike, and then you had some time to go back for some more. But here you're saying, I even helped Lena get the bike out of the garage. So I actually believe you in this article that you helped Lena get the bike out of the garage and that Lena and Harley went to the Dollar Tree after. The Dollar Tree is definitely correct, according to the affidavit. And I do believe Lena's bike would be in the garage, and therefore she would have to take it out of the garage to go ride her bike, right? Because she is seen riding her bike on surveillance, according to the affidavit and the investigators, so that's truth. Plus, Lena was probably asked that question, or she probably said, yes, I went to go grab my bike, and Letitia help me take it out. Or she went and took it out by herself. Could be either or. But I do believe more this story than Eduardo. So here's what the question is in her statement, which in that paragraph she got a few things right, so kudos for the truth-telling there, Letitia. But she says, Truck was on the road then. So did she move her truck... So her Tiguan could go into the garage. Like I mentioned in my last video, I was talking about that six-minute block of time that maybe she came out, moved her vehicle into the garage. But then, since that garage is a two-car garage, would she have moved that Tiguan back without having to move the truck? Why would she move the truck, right? In her, According to her statement. Except I remember something on the news about shouting and flashes and and banging or something like that in the beginning of february i believe it was and it did show a picture of what their garage looks like and what i noticed was al's woodworking equipment or what seems like that is off on the right hand side right in the same side the truck would have parked now i don't know for sure if the equipment was moved after all this happened, or if that's where he kept it. But I can say with confidence that two cars couldn't have fit in that garage at the same time. Wouldn't you agree? Now, back to the article, says Stoke added that she clearly remembered giving Gannon a white bag to hold on January 27th, in case he puked. She said the little boy had pooped his pants in the day prior and had been having issues with his stomach. Now, I 100% believe that he had issues with his stomach. Not maybe what she's saying, but I believe that there were issues. And I don't doubt it at all, especially with the way Gannon was walking, the way Roderick described how he was walking. And... I believe there's a reason why she told Crime Online about the white bag he was holding. Now, in the article, it also says, Another security footage clip aired on Fox 31 Denver showed the red truck parked on the curb in front of the Stokes house. A boy who appeared to be Gannon exited the truck wearing a backpack. And you can actually see the white bag that he's holding, but Letitia wants this clip to be the one where he came home not the other one and if he did come home I'm asking why is she stressing this like I mentioned earlier now in an interview Roderick says I watched the video I could slow it down and speed it up I know he didn't come home with her so I know he did something with him or to him and he went through hundreds of clips then the article says It's unclear what day that footage was captured, but Stouk said it showed her arriving home with Gannon on January 27th. She says, this is definitely Monday when we got back, Stouk said, referring to the clip. Same clothes, and he had a bag in his hand. Something's not right. I have said from day one that I never backed in the driveway when he and I returned. And here's the clip that she's referring to. Gannon is seen here with a white bag. That's correct, but there's a major problem, Leticia. Lena is with him in this clip. Because Lena was at school that day and got off the bus at 3.11pm and came home. And it's confirmed by investigators and the affidavit. Oopsies. The article then says, Stoke admitted the footage that captured her leaving on the morning of January 27th was likely correct yeah she said she did back the truck in her driveway that morning while she let it warm up she added that Gannon dropped one of his electronics as he was getting into the truck and she picked it up for him and we did see that in my previous driveway video that something dropped out of the truck he just stood there and looked at it like it was going to make take some major effort to pick it up and she comes by and picks it up for him now there's two things here she didn't back the truck in the driveway to let it warm up in my opinion because it was in the driveway for all of I don't know a couple of minutes I think it was four minutes at max and I'm in Canada and it's cold up here and Colorado has similar climate to where I am four minutes does not warm a truck up I believe she backed it up because he could hardly walk And then she said, Gannon dropped one of his electronics as he was getting into the truck. Was that the switch? And I wonder, did it drop from his hands when he was opening it and dropped out? Because it kind of looked more like it came out of the truck and fell down. But it is hard to see because the quality isn't that great. And we know and we've heard numerous times that... Roderick Drayton said that something was not right with Gannon and he said the boy looked drugged and sluggish as he walked to the truck on January 27th. And he says, I saw him come out of the house, get into the truck, something's not right, Drayton said. She came back, locked her truck, nobody got out of the truck. And I did even see on an interview that he said, I heard the doors lock. That's how good his sound is. On his surveillance now then on the crime online article it talks about the Nissan frontier and she said she drove her husband's truck on January 27th as a way to cut down on mileage on her vehicle she explained that her car was leased and she would have to pay a fee or have to buy the car outright if she went over certain miles per month that's correct she did drive her husband's vehicle on the 27th she did it though in my opinion because it apparently doesn't have gps and she knew it in my opinion because it wasn't mentioned in the affidavit at all if there was or wasn't gps so i'm wondering if she already knew that and i'm betting she did with all her little google searches we'll see the rest of that we know is bs about cutting down on the mileage it says she also said she needed the room in the back of the truck to bring used sports equipment to play it against sports a sporting goods store that buys and sells new and used sporting goods Stokes said she planned to shop rock ho- hockey equipment for Gannon since it was the only sport he had shown interest in so here she's admitting that there's something that she put at the back of the truck was that the suitcase and was there a box Because remember, there was something bouncing at the back of the truck in my driveway video. You can see it right here. Then the article says they later went to Castle Rock to find a new bicycle for Al Stoke, who was out of town working at the time. And this, to me, is her excuse for her being in Douglas County. She didn't make it all the way to Castle Rock. She made it to the Palmer Lake area, but never up to Castle Rock. It says, Stouck admitted that she left her phone at home on January 27th, but she had an Apple smartwatch on the entire time, which can easily track her whereabouts. So I cannot wait to see this Apple watch. And it is true that Tisha did leave her phone at home. So the only question here is, did she have that smartwatch on? Then she goes on to explain that her whereabouts may seem confusing because she took the back roads that morning, meaning Monday. Because there had been a wreck. She said at one point she got lost and had to turn around. She also said she took exit 163 off of Highway 105 but did not remember the exact time. And just FYI, there was not a wreck that morning on Monday where she's admitting to going to Douglas County. So this is just the excuse why she took that county line road into the Palmer Lake area and surrounding areas. Then it says, when asked why Gannon missed school yet went out on shopping on the same day, Stokes said he stayed out of school mostly because he was embarrassed that he might have an accident in class since he was dealing with bouts of both constipation and diarrhea. You mean major stomach issues, perhaps trauma. And of course she didn't want him going to school because there was an accident, wasn't there? Now they talk about the security system. Tisha Stouck said after they returned home on January 27th, Gannon seemed to be feeling okay before he left to a friend's house. He went down to his room in the basement area afterward. This to me is a weird statement. Okay, he was feeling okay and then he went to his room in the basement afterward. Why do you need to say that? I think she needs this statement to be here. She needs it to be here because they're talking about the ADT security system. Prime Online obtained a copy of Stoke's ADT home alarm report that showed activity in the basement and living at the same time at around 3 p.m. Which this is what they're talking about is the 2.52 p.m. point where I did speak about in my last video, but I wonder what really happened at this point at this time could she have had something there that fell or tipped over in the basement it's possible it's possible like they say in the affidavit that likely he came home so there was movement in the basement it goes on to say stoke said she and gannon were the only ones home at the time aside from their dogs who were outside in the backyard she added that her nine-year-old stepdaughter arrived home from school around 3 p.m and did not see gannon that is correct Lena came home at around 3.11 p.m., according to the affidavit, and she did not see Gannon. Stoke's 17-year-old daughter reportedly arrived home from work at around 4.38 p.m., and minutes later left with a nine-year-old to go to a dollar store. She, too, did not see Gannon, according to Stoke, which we've already talked about. So it's true, Harley arrived at about 4.38, and then they went to the dollar store. So now, part two of this Crime Online interview was all about clearing up the rumors, according to Letitia. So they talked about the Nissan Frontier again, that Tisha Stoke said she drove her husband's Al Stoke's Nissan pickup truck, and it reiterated that she took Gannon with her so they could shop at Play It Again Sports and look at a bicycle for Al Stoke in Castle Rock. The rumor she wanted to clear up was that her husband's truck was never at the airport, apparently disputing an online rumor. She's explained that Stoutk left for work with a family member to the airport and never drove or parked his truck there. And that's true. Al didn't leave his truck at the airport. So good on you again for clearing that up. He left Saturday night to fly out of the Denver airport with a family member, which is his mom, who had a red eye flight and he had an early morning flight. Now the rental car they talk about and she wanted to clear up the rumor, she said, that she didn't rent the car until Tuesday, January 28th, the day after Gannon mysteriously disappeared, which that's correct. She did rent it on the Tuesday. Now, Crime Online viewed a budget rental receipt and confirmation number that indicated a white Kia Rio sedan was rented from the Colorado Springs airport at 8.50 a.m. on January 28th, 2020. Under Tisha Stokes' name, the car was returned the following day at 1.20 p.m. Now, I have messaged Lee Egan who wrote for Crime Online to clarify this budget rental receipt. The only thing I'm going to talk about right now in this little portion is that it says the car was returned the following day at 1.20pm but in the affidavit it says it was returned in the morning. So I really want to know other than all the rest of the info on that budget receipt if that was a doctored receipt or what happened there but i do want actual facts i want to see the proof what the actual thing is right Fair. then we go on to the lie detector test in this article due to the speculation surrounding her alleged involvement stoke claims to have voluntarily taken a lie detector test and passed however crime online is still working to verify the test and its results yeah you passed because you paid for a fake one so there's the voluntary bit and you would have passed the fake online one because it's fake but you didn't get it back so probably having some issues providing that to crime online also what you may not know a little info snack was that Leticia was supposed to meet up with the reporter over and over about these polygraph tests but she had to keep making excuses because at first she thought she was pretty confident she was going to get it and then show everybody, right? But they refused to give this to her because she's involved in criminal activity. So now she's freaking out going like, now what do I do? So she's making up all these stories why she can't provide the results. And I think one of them was her security measures or something. So here is the independent agency. (laughs) And here's what she needed to fake besides her actual birthday. That one is true. The others, I believed she needed to be true. As you can see here. Then it says in the article Tisha Stalk added that she has wanted to help search for Gannon since the beginning however she feels that the searches have been ineffective because instead of focusing on the boy she said the focus has been on following her GPS. She's outing herself right here. Basically she's saying she's wanted to help for the search which we know is not true however she feels that the searches have been ineffective she hasn't searched Because instead of focusing on the boy, which she hasn't, the focus has been on following her GPS. And she had a search about her carnet on her Volkswagen, and I'm willing to bet she searched to see if Al's truck had GPS in it. I'm willing to bet. And this is what she says. From my interview, I told them where I went. I'm sure they verified it with my watch. On top of that, my own Volkswagen car has carnet in it. I think what they did, what looked at anywhere where I might have went from the day before and after I went to the airport. Hmm, day before was Monday when you did something. And after you went to the airport, you took your Tiguan and went to Douglas County. So she's telling on herself here as well. She's alluding where she went the day before and where she went after the airport which is both, in my opinion, Douglas County, as I believe she was there also the day before, in my opinion. And here's how she knows about the Carnet. like I just mentioned. I'm gonna put the little searchy search she did right here. And this is at 4.18 p.m. on Tuesday, January the 28th. Now, when she searches this, it's before she takes her Tiguan from the airport to go to Douglas County, and it's around the time, give or take, when Roderick asks her if she'd like to see his video surveillance and she says no. So I guess she has to Google this pretty darn quickly going, ooh, Roderick has video surveillance, let me take a look. Okay, car, does it have, yeah, Tiguan, carnet, gotta take the Tiguan to Douglas County. Maybe she disabled it. Then more BS, it says Stouk added that although she desperately wants to find Gandon, she has no idea where he is but hopes that he returns home soon. I wish I had the answer, she said. Oh, but you do. Next is Crime Online's article, part three. And this is where she's getting a little more worked up. And it says from her, How the hell is the house a crime scene if he left and didn't come back with me supposedly? They are saying there is a crime scene with all this blood in the house, which they let people live in during the supposed crime scene for seven plus days, but then a video shows him leaving with me walking. So wait a minute, I thought you said he did come home with you, but now you're changing your mind on here. It's that he didn't come home with you, and she added supposedly, but it's a little late, right? There's no mention of him though coming home with her in this paragraph. She leaves that part out. be pretty important. Then there's talk about blood. And Stouck claimed her husband told her about blood found in the home. She denied hurting Gannon and claimed that he would get repetitive nosebleeds that required frequent cleanups. Now this is the excuse for the blood. It's not a denial of the blood, but it's just the excuse that, yeah, you're going to find blood. That's because of the nosebleeds. Just an FYI, this is around the time, around middle of February, was when Al was recording the conversations with investigators when he was talking to Letitia. And then it talks about Stouk said Gannon also cut his foot in the garage a few days before he vanished. And this to me is cutting his foot in the garage is just the excuse for them finding blood in the garage. There are tools, wood, and woodworking in the garage jointers and saws. If there was blood in the garage, it was from doing activities, Stoke said. Yeah, like loading evidence in your vehicle. Al Stoke allegedly called his wife and asked her why a saucer-sized puddle of blood was found inside Gannon's room, according to what Tisha Stoke told Crime Online. And she says... He was taken around and shown different places of blood inside the house. There was some in the garage, but there are accidents all the time, nosebleeds. Gannon walked around sometimes with blood on his arm from nosebleeds. And this is a diversion to answering the saucer-sized puddle of blood in Gannon's room, because she talked everywhere else but Gannon's room, right? He was taken around shown different places inside the house, in the garage... Sometimes he has blood, but she does not talk at all about Gannon's room. That's important. Then there was talk about a bloody board and a sock. And it's said that Stouk added that her husband told her that Gannon's sock and a bloody 2x4 board were found in the woods near Douglas County. Stouk explained that her family frequently loaded up boards that they didn't need from their garage in the pickup truck leftovers from her husband's woodworking hobby. She claimed that there had been several accidents in the garage which could have easily accounted for a bloodied board. When asked how the board would have ended up in the woods, Stokes said that things have just flown out of the back of the truck before while she was driving. She said the same thing could have happened to the board or and sock. Now here again she's admitting to the board and making excuse how it got there. Same with the sock. When questioned whether law enforcement specifically told her about the wood or sock, Stokes said that law enforcement have not said one word to me, have not called me. Now, one of the things I find interesting here is that they found particle board in the affidavit, and here she says two by four. So I wonder if there's also a two by four and the particle board, or it's just particle board and Leticia's calling it a two by four. I'm really curious at at, at this point. Now there was the interview with Nicole Fierro, a different reporter, and Leticia made a statement and I talked about this in a previous video, but now that we know more information again, I want to shed a little bit more light on this. And I did mention before in that video that I was talking that I believe she had help with this article because it is a little bit of a different tone to it. And I definitely believe that the first paragraph was inserted after her complaining paragraphs in her true Letitia style. So here we go. This is posted on February 12th. First and foremost, I would like to thank all agencies, volunteers, and community members who are working diligently and praying endlessly to bring Gannon home safe. Thank you to my husband who has stayed strong through this and protected our family to the best of his ability and our immediate and extended family members throughout the East Coast. To Gannon, please come home soon because your daddy is waiting to watch the new Sonic movie that comes out this week and the cool shirt I got you to wear to the theater is in your closet. That's the BS statement of a lifetime, isn't it? Social media has been devastating from the harsh comments, speculations, threats, cyberbullying, etc. It has been a challenge when people are trying to run you off the road, waiting outside your hotel, threatening to kill you, etc. I encourage the sheriff's office to take down those pages that promote negative behavior and violence. Let's do what Gannon would do, be kind to one another. Yeah, what you want done is to get the sheriff's office to take all these bad things about you because you don't want people to point the finger at you. Let's do what Gannon would do, really? We all have engaged in something crazy online at some point, but Gannon would want everyone to get along and to focus on finding him. I know that many people have kids and are invested in this because it hits close to home for them. I would like to think that overall most people are, in, are genuine and want to do everything in their power to find G. With that being said, this is what she really says. Please take a step back for a moment and let me explain to you a few details that were not released for example just like the video that was leaked there are additional details that were hidden due to one the department doing its job two, the effects of social media and how some individuals would criticize or hinder the investigation i chose to listen i didn't leak videos or information but at this time it's getting later in the process and we just want gannon home i feel the need to fill in some gaps now let me stress this police have known this since the first interview so I stripped away everything from this and this is what this whole paragraph is about please take a step back for a moment and let me explain to you a few details that were not released at this time it's getting later in the process I feel the need to fill in some gaps and that's all that's all about she needs to fill in some gaps because she's getting in trouble it says Saturday night G was helping me unload in the garage and cut his foot because there are a lot of tools because Albert does work woodworking aka this is why you'll find blood in the garage he sat on the edge of the car and we bandaged it up he was good to go he always loves helping his dad in the garage build things like his lego tables and the flower pot they built for me as a gift after this i noticed g kept going to the side of the house and this is aka this is why you'll find blood on the edge of the car and he didn't bleed anywhere else because we bandaged it up but the one thing that is bothering me is why the side of the house this is bothering me i can't wait for the discovery to find out how this all ties in he told me he was checking to see if the gate was locked because he was the only one with the gate key it made him proud to be the man of the house while albert was away fast forward we did a hike on sunday cleared she says in brackets and shopping on monday cleared as well for him getting out the other side Please don't think for a second that there isn't enough of technology to determine shadows and movement around the truck. There was also proof from my phone that we had taken a selfie in the truck in our driveway that was time stamped. We always send pictures to Albert when we're out and about or when he is away. That can be scanned for actual time verification. Last, from day one, the sheriff's office has known a description of the person friend whom Gannon left with. Now, Leticia is known for her perusal of the Facebook groups, watching YouTube, going online, just checking everything out. So I believe that she's talking about the shadows and movement around the truck here because she saw some videos talking about it on YouTube. She also threw in how Roderick was paid off for this and it wasn't correct and he got the dates and times wrong on his own surveillance. And she didn't take a selfie because she left her phone at home. Unless she took a picture on Gannon's phone, because we do know that Gannon's phone was with her that morning. As for the description of the person slash friends whom Gannon left with, and side note, Letitia would never say whom. As for that description of the friend whom Gannon left with, oh, you mean the description of Eduardo, you mean? Was that the Hispanic male Guardo or the black male Quincy Brown? Which one? It goes on to say, I explained to them and provided evidence. They had information about G having the key to go out the side gate. Last, they have more in-depth details that go along with this pointing to who sent the person or why he may have come. Again, I repeat, they have had this initially and I was asked to keep quiet about it so they could have the best shot at doing their job at bringing G home. The last thing that they needed was a hindrance to their investigation. I encourage you to think of any suspicious cars that may have been in the area watching a few days prior and keep praying for G. Oh, maybe that's Eduardo's car who came over and had the magic code to the garage so he could go downstairs. How about that? Oh. So this key and the side gate is really bothering me. Is it that she's saying that's why someone must have abducted him because he was the only one with the gate key and he vanished from the house? Or is it that the key was used or the gate was open to go around back into the basement? I don't get it yet. If you guys have some theories, let me know below because I toss and turn on this one. What are your thoughts? Let's have a chit chat below. Subscribe if you haven't done so, click the like button and click the share button. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.